Yes, God. And the meditations of my heart mm-hmm. be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. You are my strength, my rock, my life, my salvation, my only redeemer. Now speak, Lord, that these your people would hear. Speak, Lord, that lives will be changed. Speak that we'll be better leaving than what we were when we came in. Have thine own way now. In this place. Father, let the Holy Spirit flow freely in this place right now. God, we need a word from heaven. And we believe, God, that you're about to speak. So speak right now. Thank you, Lord, for using this unworthy, undeserving servant just one more time to preach your holy word. Now, I need you now. I need you like never before. I need you to stand in me, stand with me, stand in front of me, stand behind me. But most of all, stand right beside me. That I may be able to proclaim your truth without fear or intimidation. Have thine own way, God. Have and your way. Be careful to give your name all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. Amen. While you're standing, if you would turn to Psalms 23. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. It's just always good when we can just praise God. Yes, Lord. God is so awesome. Mm-hmm. So worthy. And when you keep your mind stayed on him, <laughs> he does great things. Psalms 23. Psalms 23. And I want to look at one verse, really just the A part of one verse. All right. I want to look at verse 3. Psalms 23. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Look and say, hold up. All right, Sister Shirley, I heard you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can close my Bible back up. Participation and God's power. And God's power. Pastor Brown. Pastor Brown is going to preach about. He restores. He restores my soul. My, my God. He restores my soul. Preach all of it. He restores my soul. Amen. In the 1986 AFC Championship game, it featured Denver Broncos' verse 
the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. And they were playing to go to the Super Bowl. All right. And the Browns were up, sunrise, 20 to 13 with five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Mm. But then here came John Elway leading the Denver Broncos. And he led them not only to tie the game, but sunrise, he led them in overtime to win the game. Mm-hmm. Because even though he was down, even though the Broncos were down, the important thing was that they had the right leader to take them down the field. That's right. Because when you have the right leader, you can get down the field. When you have the right leader, you can score the ball. When you have the right leader, you can be successful. When you have the right leader, you can make it because the Broncos could have quit. The Broncos could have given up. The Broncos could have said, it's over. We got to go on vacation. We got to go to Hawaii. We got to go to Brazil, Belize, Italy, Rome, France, or China. But they didn't. Because they had the right leader at the right time to get them to victory. And I thought about that in the Christian life. Can I ask y'all a question? Have you ever felt like the odds were stacked against you? Have you ever felt like it was rough? Have you ever felt like it was tough? Have you ever felt down? Have you ever felt unhappy? Have you ever felt uneasy? But can you say the right leader at the right time has made all of the difference? Because when you think about the Christian life, Sometimes, you know, you know, sometimes. 
nothing, ain't talking to nobody. You see some money on the ground, somebody drop, you give it back to them. You ain't getting nothing at all since you're younger. You just going about your day, putting the gas in your car, paying taxes, doing what you got to do. And all of a sudden, something just knocks you down. You got to say, God, what's up with this? God, what's wrong with this? God, this is not how it's supposed to be. And it sometimes felt like it just seemed like life was unfair to you. It seemed like life wasn't being kind to you. It seemed like life was messing with you. And sometimes you had to say, God, what's up with this? I didn't ask for this. I didn't choose this. But have you ever noticed that when you trust in God enough and when you walk with God enough, it's going to be some stuff that you didn't ask for, but it's going to take you to where God wants you to be. It's going to make you who God wants you to be. That's why we can trust in God. We can believe in God. We can have faith in God. Even when it hurts, even when it's sad, even when it makes you mad, God will still show up and take care. Is everybody can say he'll take care of you? I'm looking at everybody in here right now, and I can tell you that God has been taking care of you because you shouldn't be here, but God has been taking care of you. God's been taking care of you through the day, through the month, through the year, through all the years of your life. God's been taking care of you, and if he's taking care of you up to this point, he's going to take care of you now, and in the future, you just hold on. Keep your faith, because God is going to take care of you. Yes. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you will take care of me. So in this 23rd Psalm, so sure, we got David, that shepherd boy. <laughs> Baby, he's writing to us. Yes. Because in verse 7 16, David was tending to the sheep. And now, here he is writing this beloved 23rd Psalm. And this Psalm is said to come from 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 5. Watch this when Saul was persecuting David, and that David was in, here it is, distressing circumstances. David was in some circumstances where he was thinking about God being his shepherd because you have to understand David was in the forest of Herat and some scholars have said David was settled upon the throne of Israel and that in prospering and flourishing state he says Jesus is my shepherd but it was David sister younger who, who smelled like sheep because he was a shepherd but once Saul was removed from being king sister Shirley God told Samuel
all I got. The Hebrew restores my soul. This word restore in the Hebrew means to come back, to refresh, and to return. And this word soul means the living soul of man that that the inner being of man and where breath comes out of the body. So we see in this first portion of this text, the Lord will bring us back, refresh us, and allow us to return because of our inner soul, our inner being, and the breath that comes out of us, the Lord will bring us back because he will restore us. And ain't that good about God? God will bring you back. And as you got to admit enough, is there anybody that can say there have been times in your life that if it wasn't for God, there's no telling what would have happened. If it wasn't for God, there's no telling what you would have said. There's no telling what you would have did. There's no telling what you would have heard. There's no telling if you would have even been here this morning. But there's something special and something great about knowing God because when God brings you back, there's no need to try to act like things don't hurt, act like things don't bother you to act like things don't affect you because when we go and through this life, we all deal with issues. We all deal with some struggle. But aren't you glad that God will bring you back? Aren't you glad that God will let you make it? Aren't you glad that God will let you will let you have another day? Can I tell you, all of us in here got some issues, but aren't you glad that your issues haven't stopped you? And if your issues haven't stopped you, that's a good place to praise the law. If your issues haven't taken you out, that's a good place to praise the law. If your issues haven't made you crumble and stay down and stay torn apart. That's a good reason to give God praise. Because life can be a struggle. Life can be hard. Life can bring you down. Life can bring you low. Life can hurt you. And life can try you. It doesn't matter. Watch this. It doesn't matter what you do right. Treat people right. You can have the right morals. You can talk right. It doesn't matter if you stay in your own space and circle. Life will find its way to you. Life will taunt you. Life will tease you. Life will bully you. Life will torment you. Life will mess with you. And life always finds a plethora of things to mess us up with. Yeah. Can I get a witness here? Life can be good at times, but then it can be bad at times. Because we all face some stuff. We all live with some stuff. We all have to bow some stuff. That's just a part of the journey. And can I ask you a question? Is there anybody here that can say that life has pushed me to the edge? My, my, my. Have you ever been pushed yeah. to the edge? Yeah. <laughs> Sister, Sister Young, I saw your hand moving. Have you ever been pushed <laughs> to the edge? Have you ever really had to hold on and hang in there? Sometimes, sometimes when you're barely hanging on, when you're barely when you've been trying to maintain and stay afloat, you've been trying to stay strong, but you're really broken and cracked. When you've tried to make it seem like you're okay, but you've been snapping off, popping off, and really just letting everything affect you in a negative way, because life got a way of pushing you to the edge. Sister Shirley, you can walk around on the edge. You can wake up on the edge. You can go to work on the edge. You can sleep on the edge. You can eat on the edge. You can be around family and be on the edge. And that could be Life puts us on the edge that we can't enjoy anything, like anything, value anything, or appreciate anything because we're living on the edge. Life can affect us in so many ways. Life can get to us so many ways. Life can be a tyrant sometimes. Yes. Because it can push you to the edge. Yeah. It's like that sometimes. There's some days that I can really get angst and tired. There's some days I can get really discouraged. There's some days I can really get overwhelmed. I can get to the point of doubting myself, doubting 
people. We can make ourselves feel low. We can make ourselves feel like there won't be any sunshine. But I came to tell you that today's the last day to feel like that. You better start telling yourself, I'm going to be happy. You better start telling yourself, I'm not going to let this keep me down anymore. I'm not going to let this keep me helpless anymore. I'm not going to let this take away any more of my joy. I'm not going to let this take away any more of my peace. I'm not going to let this take away. anybody here that can say, I'm about to tell whatever I'm dealing with, this is the last day you're going to mess with me. This is the last day you're going to be a tyrant. This is the last day you're going to burn me. This is the last day you're going to pull at me. I'm over it today because I got a God that's on my side because God is on my side. I refuse to stay there. I refuse to not have faith. I refuse to not have hope. I refuse to walk around and act all sad and depressed when I serve a God who's able, when I serve a God who's a refuge, when I serve a deliverer. And anybody can say, this is my last day to feel like I'm defeated because from now on, I'm going to have a winner's mentality. I'm walking by faith.
And when you start living now, you don't play the victim. You don't have a soft story. And let me tell you, sometimes you're never alone because God is right there. Is anybody can say, I'm ready to get up? Is anybody can say, I'm going to get up because look at the text. When you fall, God will pick you up because he restores your soul. I thought y'all shout right there. I said, when you fall, God will pick you up because he restores your soul. Because you can get to a place where you stop talking about it, but you'll start to live like you want it. Is anybody can say, I'm living like I want because God is there? I'm living because I know God's about to make a change. God is about to make a new chapter. Because why? I've been calling on his name too long to stay down. I've been preaching about it, teaching about it, praising him. And some of them the same thing with us. We just got to keep calling on the name of the Lord. Because when we keep calling on the name of the Lord, God will restore the church. God will bless the church. God will bless all of us. Don't let what outsiders think make you a man. Less life 
But you better start telling people, don't mess with my soul. Don't mess with my trust. Don't mess with my worship. Don't mess with my faith. Don't mess with my mind. Don't mess with me. Because I'm trusting in the Lord. And since I'm trusting in the Lord, I'm going in another direction. And if you can't get with that, then you can't get with me. If you can't follow me with God, you can't try to get in the car with me. Because I'm pressing on. I'm different away. But who are you turning to? Our souls get weak sometimes. Our souls get worn out sometimes. And I want to tell somebody, even that's dealing with autism, keep turning to God. And I want to tell somebody who's dealing with autism, keep trusting in God. Till there's some parent that needs to understand and know. God has not forgotten. There's some grandparent that needs to know. God has not forgotten. There's some sister and brother. God has not forgotten and don't allow statistics, don't allow people that like to joke about autism make you feel bad or discouraged. God will still take care of a child, of a son, of a daughter, even with autism because autism is not a curse. Autism is a blessing from God. It may not seem like a blessing, but God has used some great people who had autism to do some great things to write books, to play sports, to become CEOs, to become lawyers and doctors, movie producers. You never know what God will do. That's why you got to turn to God and stop turning to people. Even if it's relatives, you got to stop turning to everybody and everybody trying to tell you what you need to do with this, what you need to do with that. Especially if they aren't doing anything about that situation, you turn to God and watch how God will work it out. Everybody here that can say, I know God will work it out. He will. I'm going to try one more time. Everybody can say, I know God will work it out. Yeah, he will. Because the text lets us know he restores my soul. And so, you know, you got to me that when God restores our souls, when you trust God, mm -hmm. you also have to understand you always have a choice to make. You can you got to trust me. You can stay down if you want to. That's your God getting right. But when you have served the, served the Lord as long as you have, don't allow just a little moment of a storm make you forget about all the storms God has already taken care of. treat you and you 
you can block those things out. When you let the Lord restore your soul, you can overcome hateful words. You can overcome those words that talk, that made you doubt yourself, made you hate yourself, and made you mistreat yourself. And everybody can say, God will restore my soul. And when God restores your soul, you see you got gifts, you got talent, you got possibility, because you don't sit on your gifts, but you give it all you have. You don't allow the opinions of others to define you. Make you don't allow the opinions of other you of others to watch this make you choose their happiness over your own happiness. And you don't allow anybody to make you feel bad about living for God. I want to tell you, you live for God. You're not weak because you're living for God. It's not been wrong with being in church. It's not been wrong with following God. You be who God has called you to be. That's right. That's right. It reminds me. Y'all know I love to play video games. Yeah. She ain't saying. It reminds me. So sure, I like to play video games, but you know, <clears throat> the problem with playing video games sometimes, they cheat. Right. They cheat. Mm -hmm. How, because I like to play basketball games sometimes, system where this is my problem. How in the world? Could I play a game and have an excellent release mm -hmm. and I still miss? Mm. But then every time the computer shoot the ball, they make it. Uh -huh. I wish I had a witness. Every time they shoot the ball, you make it. Matter of fact, not just in video games, but in basketball in general, it could be one team that's missing, can't make anything, but then another team making shot after shot. I mean, they just throw it up there and just go right through the goal. Like, they didn't even look at the rim and just go through it. Then you say, what? Yeah. Huh? Really? Yeah. After all this practice, I just shot all these free throws and I can't make nothing. But I discovered just because you have a bad game right. doesn't mean you're going to have a bad season. That's right. I'm going to try one more time. Somebody says, that sounded pretty good. Just because you have a bad game doesn't mean you have a bad season. The reason you have a bad season, sister, is because when you keep on shooting, when you keep on practicing, and when you keep on playing, the same bad game you had can turn around to heaven. You can go from one bad game to heaven, five to ten good games, but you just got to keep on practicing, and you got to keep on shooting, and when you keep on shooting after a while, it's going to turn around in your favor. And everybody here that can say, I y'all had some bad games over my life, but I kept on coming to the plate. I kept on shooting. I kept on coming to the court and God turned it around and God made me win. Is everybody going to say, I've been winning more than I've been losing. Yes, I've taken some losses, but God has let me win because I kept on coming back to play. That's right, that's right. But when he restored his soul, sometimes I think America needs a soul restored. Can't you see? In America right now, look at the mistreatment. Of African Americans. Yeah. The mistreatment of ethnicities. Yeah. Look, look at this mistreatment in our world. Look at the mistreatment in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Look at the mistreatment in communities that don't have clean water, proper housing, affordable and full coverage when it comes to health care. Look at communities that don't love and show respect to other communities. Look at communities that don't have great textbooks and don't have the proper resources to have a functioning school. And then we have low funding within the schools and yet they have buildings, boxes. We have low funding schools, but they'll spend five years building new highways.
I told you I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> but what happens is that when he would cook, so see, I noticed something with my father. Mm -hmm. He had to put the right seasoning in the food. That's right. Because see, when you got the wrong seasoning, it won't taste good. That's right. And then, y'all know, we all ate some people's food. If you put too much seasoning in, no, you can't taste it at all. Is there anybody here that can say, I've had some bad food oh, yeah. because some folk didn't know how to season. Mm -hmm. But then when I thought about this verse, right. aren't you glad that God will put the right seasoning mm -hmm. in your life? Because when he restores you, so the only you're going to be better going at going in than going out than you were when you came. Because God will give you the right seed. He will. Can I get a witness in here? I don't mean to hold you this long, but I told y'all I felt pretty good this morning. Yeah. Because I know that God will restore the soul. Yeah. And I'm reminded of a story that I heard one day. That there was a man who had to go to the hospital. And he had to get surgery one morning. And uh, he was afraid to go to the hospital. And uh, he didn't want Sister Shirley uh, them to cut on his body because uh, he had heard about some people uh, that went to the hospital. And uh, Sister Young, they didn't have a good report. So uh, this man, to get out of surgery. Oh, Lord. But when, when the day came, he got in the car. His wife drove him to the hospital. And she could tell that he was nervous. She could tell that he was uneasy. Sister Shirley, he didn't say a word. He didn't say anything. And so when they got to the hospital, he checked on in. He sat in the waiting room. I told you he was nervous. I told you he didn't say anything. But what he didn't know was while he didn't talk, his wife was praying for him. I wish I had a witness here. While he didn't say anything, his wife was praying for him. And then they called his name to go back into surgery. And when he went back into surgery, you know they'll put you to sleep when you have to take surgery. So he went to, he went to sleep. But then he came out of the surgery all right. And so when he saw his wife, when he was laying in the hospital bed, he saw his wife, but he had a smile on his face. And she came in. She said, honey, why are you smiling? Because when we came to the hospital, you didn't say a word. But then he said, well, sweetie, I'm smiling because, yes, I was afraid. And, yes, I was nervous. But when I was asleep, I saw somebody who was right there with me through my surgery. I 
Take away the hurt. Won't he take it away? 
restore my soul. Restore our souls. Mm -hmm. Won't God restore your soul? Yes, he will. He restores my soul. And he restores it by this right here. The word of God. He restores my soul. You want to know why? Sometimes a person feels like they have no hope. Yeah. They put their hope in the wrong things. Right. But God will restore your soul. He will. That's how we're here right now because he restores our soul. Somebody needs their soul restored. Anybody can say I've been down for too long. But God is able. He's able. To turn every situation around. No matter what it is. He will turn it around. You want to know why I preach as hard as I do? Because I know he's restored my soul. Why I'm such an advocate of preaching and worship? Sometimes because I know God will restore your soul. Why, why, why I love this church? Because God will restore our soul. We need our, we always need a refreshing because God will restore the soul. He will. Sometimes we walk around thinking we're good when we're not. You're right. But that's when the word of God will come mm -hmm. and turn things around. That's right. We need the word of God. We need God's word. Because God's word is what gives us the victory. It's what gives us what we need. It's what helps us along the way. The word of God. Anybody can say, be real and honest and say, I've got too many bad words in my life. That's true. That have not restored my soul, but have damaged my soul. You're right. But when you get the word of God, it will restore your soul and give you joy, peace, fulfillment, happiness, and give you the power to keep going forward. Yeah. That's why we do what we do, because God will restore the soul. That's why we have, that's why we have services revivals, because God will restore the soul. We got to make sure we always give God our time. When we grow in our relationship with God, we know He will restore our soul. That's right. Is there anybody that can say honestly that you need God to restore your soul right now? You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to be ashamed. Yeah. Sometimes I need God to restore my soul. I need it every day. Because every day, doesn't it seem like every day is something? I can't hear nobody. Don't seem like every day is something. It does. But won't God restore your soul? 